As the Israel-Hamas war continues, anti-Semitism has been rising in Europe. Is there a difference between the nature of anti-Semitism before October the 7th and after? How do Israelis experience anti-Semitism? And how to identify and combat it? This is the focus of the research and a book written by educational consultant Anita Chaviv Horiner called Nothing New in Europe, Israelis Look at Antisemitism Today. She will be giving an online lecture on the subject entitled What's New in Europe this Thursday at 5pm through the Leo Beck Institute in Jerusalem. She spoke to reporter Nomi Segal. My book uh, has been published before October 7th. And uh, if I had to answer the question today, I think nothing is new in Europe today with regard to anti-Semitism. It just has become even more threatening, more physical, and much closer to home than before. I I hear from many friends who live in Europe that they say, uh, you know, my closest friends are are getting it and asking me, what are you doing to the poor people in Gaza? I mean, people who have lived in Europe the last 20 years or, or who are just Jewish people living in the diaspora. So that's a, that's a great change in terms of how close it gets to all of us. How is it impacting the lives of those living in Europe? In what way? I mean, people start to hide their mezuzot and any other Jewish signs at home. They, they are really afraid. I mean, in Vienna, they, they burned a part of the Jewish cemetery so you don't know what is happening when, and it's much more present. Yeah, I mean, a lot of threats also, but also a lot of incidents. In Germany alone, there was a rise of 320% in comparison to 2022 with regard to anti-Semitic incidents. That's a lot. And uh, people just, be much more threatened. They are afraid. And there are even some people, especially the older generation, among them Holocaust survivors, who say it just feels like then because I'm afraid again. I don't feel at home. And the other thing is that many people realize that Israel is not necessarily the safe heaven that we always thought also Israelis in Israel, but certainly uh, people in the diaspora, that it is supposed to be. They don't feel that they would be safe in Israel, even given the dangers or threats that they're encountering abroad? It depends. Obviously, it always depends whom you are asking. But the fact is that Israel hasn't acted as a safe haven on October 7th, and people see that. And um, they are not blind to it. Israel was attacked on October 7th. Yes, but Israel also, you know, the army wasn't there and a lot of people weren't there. So uh, people look at it. I mean, this is what happened. Obviously, Israel was attacked. Obviously, Hamas is the big bad guy. But Israel has not acted on its responsibility towards its citizens and... At the same time, uh, Jews feel more threatened. So they are not so sure that Israel is such a safe haven anymore.
Now, your research, uh, Israelis look at anti-Semitism today. Why this differentiation specifically of Israelis as a group, I guess within the broader group of, as, of Jews? Because, because, you know, as always, things start with your own life. And uh, I'm an Israeli who was born and grown up in the diaspora, and I had to deal with anti-Semitism in Vienna. And uh, I was curious how other Israelis felt about it. And I wanted to interview people from the age of 20 to 80, from eight countries. And, uh, and I think the Israeli factor plays as a, a very important role because it's different than being only Jewish. You have a different outlook. If, if you have grown up in Israel or you came to Israel later, it depends, each biography has its own story, obviously. But you have a different attitude. You're talking about Israelis who live in Israel or Israelis who live abroad? I interviewed both. Some come from abroad and came to live in Israel, and some went from Israel out of professional reasons or because they fell in love or because with their parents. So both ways it goes. And I do see a difference between people who grew up, among the interviewees I'm talking, uh, who grew up in Israel and those who came to Israel at the later stage. In what way? I think that people who grew up in the diaspora have very sharp ears for anything connected to anti-Semitism. We hear the subtext very clearly. Whereas uh, Israelis who came at a later stage, many times are for the first time confronted with the phenomenon and they, they are kind of surprised and, wow, did this really happen to me? Others think, you know, we are really doing bad things to the Palestinians, so I can understand that these Europeans feel that way. But men, most of the people get to a stage where they see that this is not necessarily about the Palestinians and that many people have a problem with Israel. So you're saying this is about differentiating between criticism of Israel's policies versus Israel being a backdrop for anti-Semitic sentiment? Yes, definitely. Israel, you know, is a kind of projection uh, phase for many people. Obviously, you can uh, criticize Israel policies. I mean, who doesn't in Israel even? Uh, but many times you you come to the point where people tell you, you know, basically, Israel is not really legitimate. It's a, it's a colonization project, and it was a wrong decision to create. And today, people feel more free to express those issues. And it's coming from the left also, and it's coming from the right also. So, so you know, once we had more of a problem with, with the right wing in Europe, which still is a very serious problem. But you have also certain segments of the European left, which doesn't criticize Israel, but it hates Israel. And and that's a big difference to me. 
so based on your research and your role as an educator, and certainly these are some of the things you may be talking about in the upcoming uh, workshop, what are some ways to address these issues when people encounter them? Yeah. Listen, I very much believe in the strength of personal stories. That's why I interview people. I want the readers to see them in their context. Where did they come from? What experiences did they have uh, with regard to the Holocaust? How did they grow up? What raised their fears? And, uh, and then only to reach out to the issue of anti-Semitism. So first of all, I'm trying to put the people I interview in a context, in their own context. And then what I try to do, and, and that's basically what I'm, what is my main goal is to bring people to the point where they ask themselves, how do I make my judgment? Do I have uh, many informations or not? Uh, am I kind of hostile to Israel or am I critical of Israel? It's a big difference. Uh, did I hear uh, voices from the Israeli right wing, perhaps? I don't have to agree at the end of the day with everything I hear, but I have to listen. And, and uh, interviews allow people to listen. And I tell them, don't jump immediately to, to, into an argument. Just try to understand. And when you take this time to understand the person, then you're also, you get curious. You know, you know what is Israel about or what does it mean to be Jewish or um, how do I, um, how, um, what influence has my family had on anti-Semitic on views of mine or not? Or what was I taught at school? You know, I want people to work with a question mark. And once you do that, you can, by the way, also apply it to other fields. You know, when you meet other minorities, for instance. Well, that's what I'm trying to do. Anita Chaviv Horiner. More information on the lecture can be found at the Leo Beck Institute website, leobeck.org.